Apptentive work with thousands of app developers to drive downloads, boost ratings, increase loyalty, and earn customer love. To sign up for a free consultation, go to apptentive.com forward slash appguy. That's apptentive.com forward slash appguy. And thank you so much to Apptentive for supporting this show. GummyCube's App Store Optimization Service is a complete solution for one flat monthly fee per app. App Store Optimization is like SEO for apps. It improves app distribution and increases search rankings for apps on the App Store. So start optimizing your app today. Go to gummycube.com. That's G-U-M-M-I-Cube, C-U-B-E, gummycube.com. And thank you so much to GummyCube for sponsoring this episode. Hi, I'm Brian Johnson, the VP of Mobile Engineering at BuzzFeed, and you're listening to the App Guy Podcast. The App Guy Podcast, straight from your host, Paul, the App Guy, sharing his app entrepreneur journey with you for your enjoyment. And now, Paul, the App Guy. Welcome to the App Guy Podcast. I'm your host. It's Paul Kemp. This is the show where we help entrepreneurs, appreneurs. We help you as an entrepreneur. If you are doing anything in the app world, this is the show for you. This is the episode for you. And and what I do is I go around the world finding the best app entrepreneurs who are at the height of their game and just absolutely crushing it with what they're doing with apps and and it inspires you. So do stay tuned. Now, the story of this uh, podcast is that I met uh, our next guest at the apps world and it was thanks to a good friend of mine, who a good listener called Kevin, uh, Kevin Anthony, and he introduced me uh, to David Demin, who is our guest today. David Demin is the CEO and founder of Velab, and this is a first. It's a first. Three hundred and ninety-three episodes, and now we're doing a, the first ever stand-up podcast. We're both walking around standing <laughs> up. So, David, welcome to the App Guide Podcast. Hi, Paul. Thank you so much for having me. It's actually quite nice to do a standing up podcast because uh, I actually always standing up, walking around doing my talk. So it's a little bit more energetic. So it's, it's it does. Exciting. It feels it feels great, doesn't it? <laughs> I'm walking around. I'm so, I'm so fidgety. I never really kind of really st- sit down for too long anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I love what you guys are doing. I love like the whole thing that y- y- you've got this app. Tell us about Velap. It's velap.co.uk. Tell us about uh, the app. So Velap is um, is an idea that came to me out of my frustration from um, recording hours of, of footage. So basically, um, about two years ago, my brother and I we we went across the Himalayan um, mountains with with two Royal Enfields. We brought two amazing motorbikes. So everyone knows about the Royal Enfield motorbikes. Um, we got them in Delhi, and we drove all the way to the mountains in the Himalayas. It was. Honestly, it's one of the most epic two-week adventures and still is to my life. And I don't think it's going to be very difficult to top something like that. Um, and I used to be a, a video editor, so I, I, uh, I really wanted to make a, a video. So I ended up recording a lot of footage. And I found, I found that we, we, there were so many good moments. We, we ended up recording a lot of, lot of different, amazing different types of shots. And uh, obviously, it was, as I said, it was one of the most amazing two weeks of my life. And the, and the problem started when, when we got back, really, when I, when I put, uploaded all the footage to my computer. And I thought, hang on a minute, there's 325 hours of footage. I mean, what, what, how are we going to get through this all? And, uh, and I started thinking, I, I mean, I live by the phrase Kaizen, which is Japanese for constant and never-ending improvement. And uh, I, I'm, I was thinking, how can I improve this process? Because I'm looking at all this footage, and I found one of the biggest problems was to try and find the best bit. And while, while you're filming, I know, it, as everyone else does, while you're filming, in that moment in time, you know what the best bits are. 
So it's, it's, I started, started trying to think, you know, it wasn't about trying to improve the editing process. It, it was more about getting, kind of trying to cut, cutting down on the edit, editing process or removing it altogether. So I, I, I came up with this concept and it was more of a concept of looking, change, not coming back to the editing process, is while you're filming, you know, rating the footage while you're filming. So we, we came, I conceptualized the whole idea, which really drove me to, to make VALAP, which actually stands for Video Editing Live, and we're actually going to change that to, it's more of a simply shorter, because that's exactly what we've, what we've, what we've done. Um, so after spending a lot of time con conceptualizing the whole idea in terms of interface, and I spoke to a few friends, uh, a couple of potential uh, people who might be interested in investing, and they, they said, hang on a minute, this is, this is a unique idea, this is not, no one's done this before. Um, I ended up contacting um, some friends who are lawyers. Um, we, we ended up doing a, a, a patent search, and there was nothing like this. And they were said, this, this is a truly unique idea. You need, to, you need to patent this. So I spent the next uh, two months of my life um, kind of really trying to raise a bit of money, left, right, and center, trying begging, borrowing, stealing from everyone, just like, please let me, please let me borrow some money. I've got a really good idea. And like, oh, because I'm, you know, I'm a bit of a, I, I like, I consider myself a little bit of an entrepreneur. I've, uh, I've had a couple of failed businesses, you know, you know, I live and learn, I've learned a lot on, on this journey. Um, and I ended up doing, uh, filing a, a patent on the, or obviously we started developing first as well. Um, but it was more of a, you know this this concept was such a such a simple simple process because I, I started doing a lot of research. Obviously, before I started developing, I did a lot of research, and I saw everyone was just trying to complicate the process. You know, they're having artificial intelligence trying to analyze your computers, trying to analyze your scene, trying to detect with um, with movement, with with scene detection. I mean, there was all these different things that are trying to complicate. I mean, I'm. As the person recording, I know what the best bits are. I don't want a computer telling me what the best bits are. So it was, it was a simple, simple thing. While you're recording, you're giving an input to, to, to the device, whether it's, a, whether it's a phone, whether it's a pressure-sensitive device, something. We, and we, we ended up using, um, utilizing the new 3D touchscreen on the iPhone 6S. And it was a very easy and intuitive way to rate the footage. So while you're filming... You're, you're using your pressure-sensitive uh, device. You, you're pressing the logo on the bottom right corner. The better the action, the harder you press. So it's giving a rating between 0 and 10. So if you really like something, oh, you press it a little bit harder. And then when it's all the boring bits, you know, you keep it, you, you, don't, you don't press as hard or you don't press at all. And then after you've recorded, you basically, it automatically just says, all right, how, how, you just recorded 10 minutes of footage. Here you go, here's three minutes. So it, sim it simplifies the process. And it is, it's actually, we... Um, after spending all this time developing, we, um, we, we were told about the apps world. And the apps world was, uh, it, it was in London, and I'm, I'm based in London as well. And uh, I, I was like, you know what, let's give this a shot. We ended up speaking to the guys at apps world. Uh, they, they, they did a little, you know, they did a, we had a really good chat, and they ended up saying, oh, listen, this is, we really, really like this idea. So we ended up um, getting the or booking the stall, um, I felt it was a it was a very very scary moment because they asked if I would like to speak, and um, after they initially put me on one of the little stages in the corner, um, not not really understanding too much about the problem. But once they really understood, they said, "Hang on a minute, we're going to put you on the center stage at the best slot on the first day," and uh, that was a that was a quite daunting moment for me because I, I consider I consider myself quite a confident person, um, but you know in front of a, Upstage, that absolutely terrified me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that that for me, 
<laughs> yeah, honestly, that for me is a, is such a daunting. I mean, leading up to that point, I also did a, a video which you can check out on um, Velap.co.uk. You can see a video that um, my production guys, um, who I actually used to work for, um, helped me make. Um, really simple little video, just talking about the app. Uh, and even being in front of camera, that, that scares me as well. On the video, it doesn't look like I'm scared, but inside, I'm very, very scared. <laughs> well, David, this is so inspirational. And I tell you why, we'd love to know, like 99% of people would go on a holiday like that you've had, come back, have an idea, but do nothing with that. The fact is that you went out and did a patent. What were you doing at that point in your life I'm guessing you were working for a company. Yeah, so I, I, um, I started a, a, another company about uh, eighteen, no, seven, fifteen months ago, which was a IT and telecoms company. And uh, we, we start. I mean, to be honest, we started this for really the the wrong reasons. I mean, in hindsight, I'm really glad I did it because I learned a lot from it. Um, but it, it, we weren't we weren't focused on the actual idea itself. Um, but but once we came, once I came up with this idea, I, I just couldn't think of anything else. I thought um, I actually came up with an idea about four years ago, and it ended up being done, um, and it, and it ended up being a very very successful app. And I, I never stopped beating myself up about that. Uh, and I what, thought, what, what, which one was it? Okay, so about no, it was about five years ago now actually. Um, it was it was it basically happened about about having everyone having phones, and if you meet someone. If you go past someone, it will let you know if the person you know you've been passing you could be a potential match to. Because sometimes you know I, I can I, I saw people that maybe I wanted to meet and I was too embarrassed. And then I thought, nah, this isn't going to work. I spoke to a load of people and said, yeah, this isn't going to work. It's only going to work if everyone has it, <laughs> which is obviously the wrong idea. To, to, I was quite narrow-minded in that yeah. state. So. Right. So, so you built a successful app five years ago? No, no, and... I, ne- I never, I never built it. I, that's the problem. Oh. Oh I, goodness! I, oh no, because we had a past guest who's built something like that, and it's gone crazy. Uh, oh, what was the app? Uh, Booty Shake, I think, uh, is when you pass someone, it will uh, vibrate. Yeah. So, David, you were setting up a company then, and uh, you must have learned a lot of lessons before Velap. What did you learn that could help others who want to to learn from your experience? Well, I I had this idea in my head, and. I I literally couldn't sleep at night because I I was so passionate about this this idea and as I had something else that slipped slipped me before, um, I I was so passionate to make sure that you know I've got this idea I have to do it and that that's what really drove me to do it and I mean the only the, the bit of advice I can give to people that are looking to do this is if you have an idea then you're really passionate about you you're gonna just do it I mean it's it's difficult to really have the courage and the confidence and you know people will say oh no that's don't do this but if you really believe it you're you're not going to rest until you do it and you'll always regret it so my advice is just do it you're gonna it's gonna it's difficult but you just need to literally just do it get up and start <laughs> that's so inspirational i want everyone listening to this now to jump up and do something do something it's, it's great i i, I mean i i I'm, it's so amazing listening to you when i learned about 3d touch I had absolutely no idea it could be used in this way. And that's what I love about innovation and ideas because you've managed to create a, a new way of using the 3D Touch for the, the video apps. I'll tell you what, let's talk about your journey. Now, you've got the idea, you've spoken to a lot of friends, you've uh, got to the point where you've got a patent. patent Can pending. you help? A patent <laughs> pending, yeah, because that... that that's going to take a while to approve. Can you help others 
in their journeys by telling us what you've you've done next to build the app. So, so the really was uh, the thing was I first of all I wrote out everything out on a piece of paper. I wrote it down. Um, actually, on a, I actually use Evernote. <laughs> Evernote is a really good little tool. Um, so I just wrote down all my ideas about where where this could go. Um, I also I read a book called The Lean Startup, which is which is really talking about um, getting an MVP, which is a minimum viable product. So I'd really recommend um, looking whatever however big or small your idea is, just getting what would be the minimum you could put out there to get people using it to really show the features. So as with, with Valap, for example, we've got a huge, huge ideas and huge ambitions, what we want to do with it. But the, the, the core functionality is obviously recording um, live, rating while you're filming, um, and then playing back instantly all the best bits. So you know, th that's the core feature. And obviously, there's loads of other features that we can add further down the line in terms of transitions. We've also got a really cool feature, which is the slow-mo. Um, so you can, it, not only while you're recording, you press extra hard to shoot in slow motion. Um, and then it plays back not only the best bits, but the really good bits of slow motion. So it's really about getting the best bits out there on a piece of paper, just writing it all down. And once you, once you fully understand it, speak to a few people, speak to as many people as you can. Obviously, people that you trust, If because I, I was a little bit paranoid um, having one of my uh, business partners being a being a lawyer, so I was uh, I had my I had, <laughs> I had my lawyer lawyer hat on when I spoke to people, um, but after after some uh, more advice from people, um, we ended up getting an NDA. Um, but again, NDAs aren't really you know the mo it's really worth the paper they're written on. Really, um, you, you really need to work with people that you can trust. So after you have this idea. Um, so start looking about how much it's going to, you know, how much do you think it's going to cost? And it's quite a difficult thing to work out because the cost quickly, I mean, in my case, definitely ramped up very quickly. Um, so, yeah, yeah, let's talk about that because um, I have got off the back of many conversations from entrepreneurs who listen to this show who have unfortunately lost a lot of money and on failed ideas. What have you learned with all, you know, the fact that I'm sure with this idea, costs have run away and, and how have you coped with that? Yeah, so it's, it's quite difficult. I mean, with the development, things just quickly rack up. We, we had lawyer fees to getting the contracts for the developers to make sure that we owned all the IP. Um, and that's another very important thing. If you're, if you're getting freelance developers, make sure you've got a very bulletproof contract to make sure that you own all the, all the code. Because, you know, I've, I've read a lot of horror stories where people get, you know, outsourced stuff and then, and then they end up not owning it and then they take the idea. So you really need to be protected, um, especially if it's an idea which you really believe which can be commercially viable or something, you know, especially when it comes down to, you know, when, when you, if you think you can sell the idea as well um, or license it. In my case, my, my whole idea is to license this technology, which... Which we which we're looking at doing. So and, and did you actually use your own money then, or did you? So uh, I, you mentioned I, about fund rounding. So I used as much money as I could. I, I borrowed money from the banks. Um, you know, I, I, I took a lot of risk on this, um, but I really did believe into this, especially after hearing from some people. Then um, my parents let me borrow some money. Then my friends let me borrow some money. Um, then I spoke to a few potential investors who who I luckily knew who I met in London. Um, so it's just constantly like just bought a couple of little five thousand pounds here and there, like you know we we we're building up, um, and again <laughs> once you raise the money, then it, to be honest, I probably did it in the wrong way around. In the hindsight, we should have probably raised the money then gone up. But being a being an energetic entrepreneur, I just like to get things done. So I raised a bit of money, spend it on this, raise a bit of money, spend it on lawyers, raise a bit of money, spend a little bit more on development, um, on the logos, the websites, people. You know, there's so many unexpected costs which keep coming out, but you just need to be prepared. So 
I'd really, I'd really probably, in hindsight, probably prepared a little bit more. Hindsight is such a great, uh, great thing to have, isn't it? And that's why we're learning from you because you can help us so much with our journeys uh, as well. Uh, and uh, in terms of like the investment, then did you have to give away part equity in the eventual app or the? Uh, I'm getting. Uh, did, yeah, did you have to give away anything? So yeah, we, we, we raised, um, so as I said before, this is the first phase of a much larger project. So Valap is um, owned by uh, another company I set up and that's another massive, which is, uh, which is something I, I can't discuss right now because it's a huge project we're working on, which actually is part of Valap. Um, so we, we did give equity away. Um, and we had some. We ha- I got a guy that helped me write my business plan and do all the figures to give us some sort of valuation based on projections and um, and, and so it, you know there's a lot that goes into it. But I'm, all I can say is anything that you think, whatever time you think it's going to take, everything always takes so much longer than you think. Don't. I mean, I, I like to get things done, and and for me, to pushing and pushing and pushing, it's it's still everything takes so much longer. Okay, so you're now at the point where you've got uh, a launch pending. And as we're recording this, we're, you're close to it appearing on the App Store. And to talk us through then, I, I guess, how you've you thought about marketing uh, the app. You, you mentioned a marketing team to me, to me as well in a pre-chat. Tell us about that. Yeah, so um, initially I, um, I did a, a soft launch at the Apps World in London at the Excel Centre. And it, that was a really a test, you know, a toe in the water, kind of see the reaction we'd get. And after that, the response was so phenomenal. We actually ended up not only winning the best app at the, at the apps world, we had a huge amount of companies um, that we're actually under NDA now who want to license the technology. So we, we've had, I mean, we're actually speaking to the BBC today. Um, we're speaking to a number of other large um, camera manufacturers, which I can't actually disclose the name as of yet. Um, but then after that, or after all this momentum built up in two days, um, we, we really, it was so great to see everyone's reaction to see, you know, show that, oh, this is so simple. Um, and then after that, we had people coming, um, I, I had someone that was kind of helping with the marketing. Uh, <clears throat> and then actually at the show, I had a whole whirlwind of people coming up to me asking for, oh no, would you be interested in this and that? So I built up some contacts that could help me with the marketing. So now I've actually got a meeting next week to kind of really build up the marketing strategy and the marketing strategy is you know getting getting this in the hands of other people to kind of re- review it and understand it um, and then get get some of the people in the press talking about it before the launch to kind of b- build a bit of a hype up about it um, and I, I think that's the kind of strategy we're looking at and I think that's what yeah. a lot of people have done before and what what I'm learning from you as well is you build something that's really phenomenally a game changer then it will uh, naturally and organically spread and uh it's ironic i was actually speaking with the bbc yesterday as well so <laughs> nice <laughs> and um, i'm definitely after we finish recording i've already got a few names that i can think of of people to introduce you to let's take a quick break to thank the sponsors who make this episode possible apptentive if you go to their website it's apptentive.com forward slash app guy uh, you'll be able to get a free mobile consultation but also, if you ask, they'll probably send you a ebook that has 55 pages and actually has never seen before data from their Apptentive 2015 consumer survey. It's really everything you need to know about App Store ratings and reviews. Now, we know that ratings and reviews climb you up the charts. In fact, I've seen from the podcast, it doesn't take that many ratings or reviews of five star to get you uh, higher up in the charts. 
Uh, the same is for apps. So you need to know about app store ratings and reviews. Uh, go and check out their book. It's an ebook. Go to apptentive.com forward slash app guy. Abtentive.com forward slash app guy. Sign up for the free mobile consultation and get the ebook as well if you request that. Have a look, it's great. Thanks very much to Abtentive for being such a great continued sponsor of this show. Gummy Cube are the company that you need to think about when going for App Store optimization. They offer a complete solution with regards to ASO, App Store optimization. One of the factors that's important with App Store optimization is app keywords. If you think about it, you're only allowed 100 characters and you need to pick the best keywords, then this actually requires you to understand the market and understand your competitors and understand the popular search phrases. These all change seasonally and staying on top of the keyword selection for an app is actually a full-time job. GummyCube uses DataCube, which is a proprietary data source, and they gather all this information from the app stores and it helps you pick the right keywords. So don't use keywords that are just generic or long. Why not go for the best use of keywords and let GummyCube help you choose those with their planner tools. And remember, you don't really want to go to using Google web search because it's not the app store. Go to www.gummycube.com. That's G-U-M-M-I-C-U-B-E.com and let them take over the optimizing of your app every month. Thank you so much to GummyCube for supporting the show. And now let's return to the interview. So, so the, in the, the final two things then uh, we need to go through is, uh, one, uh, what, what would be the, the one thing that you perhaps could recommend, uh, like it could be a tool, it could be some software that you found that really has helped you through this whole process? I mean, you mentioned Evernote, but any, anything else that you found uh, that, that has helped you with your time, productivity, to, to get this idea to the market? Well, to be honest, the, the first, as I mentioned before, Evernote, that, that for me was the real fundamental thing that kind of got me started because I had so many ideas always. I mean, for the last five years, I've always having little ideas here and there. But over the last, uh, say, nine months, I started using Evernote. And it, it, was, it was so simple. Just add any idea, you pop into your head, write it down. Just any idea, pop into your head, write it down, write everything down on Evernote. And then just kind of go through it and see what you can do with these ideas and just you know, bounce things together. And then if it's all in one place, it's so easy to kind of put, bring together. Um, and, and then in terms of bringing, if you have an idea, just, again, just write, keep writing, 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 get all your ideas out and just constantly think, you know, as I said before, I, you know, with the Kaizen, which is Japanese for constant, never-ending improvement, think of, just always think, how could you improve certain things? And that will, that's what inspires me because I, I look at something and, and maybe look at something that hasn't been changed in a long time. Say video, video hasn't changed in forever since it's got created. So I've actually come up with a solution to a problem people didn't even know they had. So it's, it's more of a thing of just find a problem and just find a problem and see what you can do with it. See how could you improve this problem. It is absolutely fantastic. And the fact is that you did say that, yeah, who would have thought you could have entered the video space, how competitive it is, with a new groundbreaking idea? You, you know, the, what I've learned is that not every idea has been done, and especially by the bigger companies where you would assume that yeah. they would have covered this off. Uh, so the last, the last thing then, David, before we say goodbye to you, unfortunately, is uh, that we do like app recommendations do you have apart from Evernote do you have another app maybe as a Londoner maybe as an entrepreneur that you could recommend to us that you you just love um, to be honest I I kind of stick to the basics really I I 
I use, uh, in London actually, I use it pretty much the main thing I use all the time is Uber. <laughs> that gets me around all the place, everywhere all the time. Um, but in terms of any other productivity apps, to be honest, I've just, <clears throat> I haven't really had a chance to really look at many other apps, to be honest. Um, yeah. What's interesting about doing this show, and I always ask about favorite apps at the end, is that the, uh, the, the cycles that good apps go through, like Uber was the one two years ago that everyone was talking about. And you're the first person to mention it in quite a while now. So it's almost become one of those apps that, oh, yeah, that's, that's just an essential app, but that's like a commodity now. <laughs> yeah. so it's just, it just saves so much time for me, to be honest. I, I, I usually take the tube every and I much prefer the tube because I know exactly when I'm going to be on time. But sometimes when I've got a load of bags and everything, it's just so, so simple just to get, book a car rather than waiting for a cab because I I'm, I'm don't live in an area where there's black cabs running around all the time. So it's just, for me, just saving a lot of time. Yeah, well, I remember looking at Uber three years ago, and uh, I couldn't wait for it to come over to the UK. And so um, I wish I'd have been able to invest in the company before then. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, it was definitely David, good one. It's been so, so amazing. I, I mean, the, the standing podcast, uh, you got through it. and I'm still uh, standing, running around. <laughs> right, okay. Well, let me just say to everyone listening, the show notes will be at episode 393 of the appguy.co. Just go and search for David Dimin and episode 393. You'll get links to the things that we've mentioned. And also, uh, how best can people reach out to you personally, David? What's the best way of getting in touch? Uh, they can go to, they can just email me, david at thelap.co.uk. Right. And I'm guessing that what would be of most interest to you right now is if anyone listens to this who has ideas for licensing the technology or maybe has contacts in the industry, that, that's what you're looking for. Yeah. So, I mean, really, we, we've proved the concept. We're just about to go into the app store. Um, and for us, it's really, you know, this is, as I said, this is the first phase of a much bigger project. And ideally, I mean, the, it's funny enough that after the app store, the people that we were initially approaching, and I, and I can't mention the names yet, um, I, I wanted to speak to, they actually came to me. So it's, it was a really, the, the fact that they came up to me after I did the speech um, at the app store at 2.30, um, I had a line of people coming up to me and saying, oh, this is, so I'm already on my second meeting with a very, very large company, which everyone knows about. Um, so th this, you know, We'll see what happens. But again, if anyone has anyone contacts um, that would, that understands how simple it is and would want to integrate this, give me a shout. <laughs> Wonderful, great. Well, David, thanks ever so much for joining us on the App Guy podcast, and uh, I really, really am excited about where this goes. Yeah, brilliant. Thank you so much for your time, Paul. And uh, I love the whole setup or how you have with this uh, the recordings on the using iPhones. It's really, really slick. Love it. <laughs> Uh, Abtentive and give you the tools that you'll need to intercept any negative feedback uh, so that you can get to it before it hits the app stores. It's a great way of making sure that you have a, a positive bias in your app reviews. Uh, so go to apptentive.com. That's apptentive.com forward slash app guy. Thank you to Abtentive for sponsoring the show. So if you want to get found on the App Store, then go to get App Store optimization from Gummy Cube. They offer a complete solution for ASO. Uh, they know all the tricks of the trade and they will be able to help you get discovered on the App Store. Go to www.gummycube.com. That's G-U-M-M-I-C-U-B-E.com. And thanks to Gummy Cube for continuing to support this podcast. And as usual, just one final announcement. I have posted an interview with Martin Bryant on Medium. Uh, Martin Bryant is the journalist and editor at large uh, for The Next Web. It was a terrific chat and I wanted to make sure that I 
really captured everything by putting a full detailed post on Medium. So please do go and recommend that uh, just by going to uh, medium.com uh, and searching for Paul Kemp. And then you'll see the posts that I've done. Go to Martin Bryant, do recommend the story and share it with your friends and your network. And that would be a terrific help for me getting the word out for this awesome content. For now, thanks very much for listening. And I look forward to getting another episode to you shortly.